One of the things that I look forward to the most is for just a few minutes, typically on Christmas Day, it really does feel like we live that message that the angels gave the shepherds that night. Peace on earth. For, for just a few moments, I know it's different for everyone, but it feels like we are experiencing a bit of peace on earth. But it's fleeting. It doesn't take long for you to look out your window, to go down the street, enter into any building where people are gathering, and to begin to see the problems that ail us as a people living in a fallen world. A couple weeks ago, uh, we were at a school, a public school, and we told the principal that we pray for your school every week. What is something we could make sure we pray for? And she talked about the kids going back home on Christmas break and some of them wouldn't have food. Some of them are walking into uh, very bad environments. Some of them began to act up uh, the days leading up to break because of a little bit of anxiety or quite a bit of anxiety of walking back into those, uh, those environments. And I left there feeling like, of course, of course that's the prayer request. Of course that's the problem. Of course that's the situation that these helpless kids find themselves in. It just feels that that is all too common. We're surrounded by bad news. Politics, finances, within the church. Anything that is declared or done by anyone with quote-unquote the name church behind them, the local church gets painted with a very broad stroke. As I just mentioned, our school system, all of them, our education system for that matter, at all levels, youth sports, I mean, just about anywhere you will find people who are gathering, it feels like we're just bombarded with bad news and it's easy to be overwhelmed and it's easy to feel defeated and it's easy to hunker down and just close the door and pull down the blinds and say, I'm going to hang on to my, my peace on earth right here. But the more that I think about it, the more I just believe a response is required from us as men of God. But we must also calculate the cost. What's the response? I believe it has to begin with one address at a time. I love Joshua 24, 15. He said, hey, you can choose this. You can choose that. You can do that over there if you want. You can live that way if you want. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. You say, well, they were all doing that. No, no, they weren't. I'm reminded of Paul's words in Romans chapter 12. In my Bible, it's titled, The Mark of a True Christian. He said, let love be genuine. Arbor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Out 
do one another in showing honor. Imagine we got a bunch of men of God walking around this planet trying to outdo each other when it comes to showing honor. My daughter was just telling me about a scenario on her soccer team where we were late to pick her up. And uh, one of the kids and his brother said, well, we're not leaving until your ride gets here. And so she's telling a story. She said, uh, he told me in his culture, that's what you do. And I said, that should be what you do in every culture. That used to be what we did in every culture. That's what we're supposed to be doing anyways. Outdoing each other. Do not be slothful in zeal. Don't be lazy in doing the things that you know you should be doing. But be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. If we would just open our doors up and let people fellowship with us. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Associate with the lowly. That means I may have to uh, interact with someone who's not like myself. Repay no one for evil, no one evil for evil, but give thought to, to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. What do we do, men? On this Christmas day, I wanted to have this conversation that we need to be men who raise the standard in our own life. Be an exceptional man. Be a man that someone says, okay, I don't know what he's doing. Be a man whose, whose wife said, hey, you need to go hang out with that guy more. Go hang out with him. I don't know what he's got going on there, but seems like uh, he's outdoing everybody when it comes to honor and living peaceably with all and showing hospitality and living with zeal. How do we do that? We raise the standard of our character. We realize we should help instruct others, Titus 2, and we should be instructed, be teachable, learn, grow. Don't, don't, don't waver. Don't get your feelings hurt. Don't fold when things get hard. Don't retreat when iron begins to sharpen iron. Raise the standard of your character. Number two, raise the standard of your grit. Do hard things. Be willing to get uncomfortable. Measure yourself against the elements. Be a man who doesn't have to be coddled or comforted or have to keep the house at 71 degrees so everything is just right so I can have things just the way I want them, just the way I like it. Part of that is just growing up. And raise the standard of our levels of responsibility. I am responsible to the people within this home, no question about it. No question about it. But I also, according to Scripture, and according to what I just read here in Romans 12, 9 through 18, I have a responsibility to others as well. I know it's clear in Scripture, I am to be a man of God who provides and protects for the people in this house. And you're to do the same for your address. We do so spiritually. We do it mentally. We do it relationally and physically not just financially. Now go back to this and we help other people do the same thing. How do we do that? We mentor and we make disciples. Mentor, Titus chapter two, the older are going to instruct the younger. Those younger 
A lot of them in that, in that reference would have been young men of God. I'm going to teach you how to live. I'm going to teach you that you don't leave a lady here by herself. I'm going to teach you that this is how you carry yourself. This is how you live. This is how you're responsible. This is how you live with self-control. This is how you live respectable to yourself and to others. And make disciples. People don't have a clue what they're doing. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, I'm going to teach you. Jesus said, teach them everything that I have commanded you. We want to be men who love God and love our neighbor. We want to be men who diligently pray for our children. You say, well, I don't have children. Then diligently pray for someone else's kids. Every time I drive by a school and I see kids outside playing, I pray for those kids. I don't tell anybody that. I pray for those kids. I pray for the teachers. I pray for the administrators. God guard their hearts, minds, bodies, eyes, and ears. Keep them safe. Keep them pure. Put people in their life that will love them, that will encourage them, that will tell them they're proud of them. God, provide for them the things they need. Shelter, food, safety. I pray for their future. I just, quiet as I drive by the school. I do the same thing for my own kids. If you got kids, grandkids, every single day. I pray for their future spouse, their future in-laws, their future brothers and sister-in-laws, every day. Every day. We're to be men who care for widows and orphans. This life is not about how much can I consume. We're to care for them. Sometimes that's mowing their grass. Sometimes that's a gift card. Sometimes that's just sitting down having a conversation. I don't know. James said in James 1, 27, that is what God is looking for. Oh, he wants you to do the others, but he said, you, you want to have a religion that is pure, undefiled, that God that God loves? Take care of widows and orphans in their distress. Certainly, you got some around you, don't you? We must be men who pursue raising the standard of what it means to be a man of God in our own life, one address at a time. And then, we're going to help some other people do the same thing. Amen. Man, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope you don't forget the reason why we celebrate this day. God sent his son to Jesus humbly to live amongst us so that he might be the perfect sacrifice for us, to be the Lagos, to tell us the very words, thoughts, attitudes, actions of God. People who are dwelling in darkness, that's us, have seen a great light. Men. What a blessing it is to help reflect that light. Amen. Have a Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you in a bit.